what is fast growth? So I start with this question. Obviously, this is subjective. Um, there's lots of ways you can slice and dice this conversation. You know, if you're a tech company, um, as an example, if you're a tech company CEO or founder or team member, there's probably a very specific way that you think about scale up. A lot of times scale up is defined as going from startup to scale up. And there's a startup phase of any business where you're working on your minimum viable product, your MVP. You're making sure that uh, the customers like it, you can deliver it, and it's commercial. It's commercialized, right? It's, it's money ready. And then you get to a point where that's now working. And then the next phase will be to scale up the team and the business to obviously take in more revenue and deliver more product or services. And that model is true for most businesses. What, how I'm defining it here is that um, you're committed to exactly what it says, growing your business at a rate that's not predictable. You know, you look out over the next year and you can pretty much draw the line on your business and say, well, we increased, you know, we were flat last year, so maybe we'll be flat this year. I'd like to be better, but what's predictable is we're flat. Or you may say, we've been up 10% in revenue uh, every year for five years, we can probably predict that again, uh, unless we have some macro conditions that we absolutely think will impact us, et cetera. But that's all a predictive way of thinking, which is fine. Uh, you should predict the business. And then there is the mindset of fast growth, which is, okay, that's our baseline. What are some strategies we could come together around that would have us grow beyond it? And there are two conversations. I, I do a lot of other topics on this, but just to kind of uh, remind you, if it's the first time hearing it, uh, I like to have almost two goals for teams that I coach. One goal is the one that they see as possible today, where everyone can just say, this is what's predictable, because that is a valid conversation and smart people can predict the future based on the past. And it, it's completely acceptable. In fact, if you're a CFO or you're managing the business, you're paid or you're an accountant for the business, you're paid to make sure that you predict accurately as best you can. So we need people to just be grounded in. If we've done 2% sales increase over the last two years, we can likely do that again. And you should work out those numbers. Once that's done, then you can have a separate conversation because you see now people on your team, your sales team and everyone else, they're, they're, at, they're at peace, so to speak. They're they're calm, they're grounded. They're not trying to resist the boss telling them to grow more because there's no sales team I've ever been on where people said, we're gonna, you know, I'm committed to less sales this year. You know, it's a, the old joke in sales teams, right? Oh, I wonder what the managers, sales managers gonna, uh, they gonna ask us for more this year? Of course they are. Now the great sales team are arms wide open. That's why we're in sales, okay? But still, uh, you, you, in this way, you manage the kind of that, we call it the, natural reaction, the kind of the amygdala hijack that, oh, you're asking for more. Now it's my time to resist and push back and sandbag the conversation. So first you deal with just what's predictable and, you know, look at that. Now it also could be a downward trend. You could say we're being down in sales 10% each year. What's predictable is we'll still be down. That's a powerful conversation, isn't it? Because then again, once you deal with that current reality, you can start to ask, good, now what's desirable or what, how could we go beyond what's predictable? And you have a conversation around that, but they're two separate conversations that can be had in the same meeting, 
just complete the first one first, then go to now, where do you guys think, where are pockets of productivity? Where are pockets of sales? Where are pockets of customer service? Where can we gain more efficiencies? Where can we be more coordinated? Now you're introducing this concept to the team around, yeah, we're that's a fast growth mindset. We're shifting into from scarcity, which I'll talk about into abundance, which is, let's just give it some creative thinking here. Um, all right, so I think you get the point. If you jump into that conversation right off the bat, everyone's like, dude, you're not in reality. You know, we've been down 10%. You're not talking about that. You're just talking about how we grow 20%. It's, it's, they, they veto you, you know, they stop listening. Okay, so uh, that's just some mindset off the top. You know, the question again is, what is fast growth? That is for you to define. It could be, you know, a, a time frame of the next 30 days, 90 days. Um, obviously, a year is always uh, important. And, and longer plans, what does it look like in two, three, four, or five years from now? What is fast growth for you? And then once that's defined, you come to the questions, now how do we prepare for that, right? And again, with your team, that's a natural question. The team then is more open to saying, well, let's look at these things that we need to put in place. We don't have these systems in place. We need SOPs over here. We need procedures written down there. Uh, all this stuff in that department's only in that guy's head. And for us to grow, we need it out of his head. So if, you know, heaven forbid, he doesn't show up tomorrow, uh, the business still operates, right? We have systems in place to run the business, not just great people running it. Uh, and, and you start to get into legacy thinking, and can this business exist after we're gone or after we're on to what's next? So let's look at the benefits of being scale ready. Um, you get to systemize the business. And this is a, obviously a big barrier for a lot of teams who are going from startup to scale up and then beyond is it's difficult sometimes to start to sit down and actually document and put into procedures. What is the secret of your success? What is it that you do day in and day out that causes sales? How do you automate your sales process? How do you automate your customer service? your customer care, your customer experience? How do you automate your procurement? How do you automate your, you know, whatever it is, your, your, um, your project management systems, whatever it is that's at the heart of your success, this is about scaling. So it needs to live outside of the people who do it every day. By the way, also for many startups, this is where people, and I think it goes on to the next point, yeah, build a model free of personality. So many startup teams will get stopped because, you know, the old thing, one person's holding the whole team hostage. Very common in tech companies to have the people who are doing the coding, you know, uh, have the secret sauce. And, you know, boss, you know, I'm the only one who knows how to run this system. We built the whole thing around it. And if you want that revenue to keep going, you need to keep me happy. And, and sometimes if there's not a great relationship in place and there's not a growth mindset and team atmosphere, that one person can hold you hostage. Uh, not only, you know, for perhaps compensation or acknowledgement ways, but also it's just a big risk to your business. Obviously, if he or she goes away, so does the IP. So how do you protect your IP? How does it live outside of the personalities, your intellectual property? Um, the benefits of thinking this way is you 
cultivate a growth mindset in the culture. Again, you're going to have to step into some of these conversations. You're going to have to step into we're personality free. We love each other and it's, we're all great people, but we're going to scale this business, which means we have to have a growth mindset, which means the things I'm talking about here with you. We need to think outside of just these five people running this company at this moment in time. And we got to think about how does this company run 10 years from now when we're not here or when we're on a beach sipping our margaritas you know, watching the bank accounts grow. Um, but if we want that, we better think now for it. And then the other benefit is you get to stress test everything for growth, which is a very powerful way to run your business. You know, a new strategy, a new pr product, a new service, a new customer service standard, a new um, accounting procedure, a new way that you want to collect your money through accounts payable or something. Well, you're always going to start to benchmark it or, or relate to it against does this help us grow, right? Or does this put more barriers into our growth? And then that's the flip side of over-systemizing because you don't want to do that either. Uh, we don't want any barrier to our customers doing business with us. Um, moments of truth, right? Moments of truth. At any moment that your customer is interacting with your business, do you keep your word? Do you keep your promise? And do you make it easy for them to do business? Um, anyway, uh, the term may come back to me, but it's literally, you could look at all the touch points in your business and say, is there anything here that we're putting friction in the machine and making it difficult for people to get what they want from us? And if there's friction, take it out, right? So this is part of it. You're stress testing for te uh, growth and uh, you're setting the expectation for high performance. So the benefits of being scale ready and you introduce this conversation to your group, um, you know, everyone should stand up a little taller and be a little bit more uh, um, present because it's going to take us definitely operating outside of ourselves and as one team.